drinking wine. You're drinking wine? Yeah. That sounds nice. Chaos Red, an edgy, semi-sweet blend of 67% grape, 27% plum, and 6% cherry. That's good. It doesn't taste very edgy, though. It's pretty sweet. I'll take it. I I think I like white wines more than red. That's fair. I, I, well, when you say white wine, do you mean like the drier stuff, like a Chardonnay or like a Moscato? Yes. Because those are white. No, I, I prefer the dry stuff. I had a I had a, I had a girlfriend who did preferred the dry stuff, and we're not dating anymore, so I have a feeling that um, that this is this is bound to fail. No, no, we're not gonna not gonna go that route. Okay, we don't have to. I'm sorry. What? There, exactly. You don't. You don't pay attention to me. This is why we're splitting up. I'm sorry. This video started playing. I don't. They won't shut. Okay. What was that? Is it is it wrong of me to want to get Prince of Persia Warrior Within because Godsmack worked on the soundtrack a little bit? Yeah. Because I should. Um, I listened to the just... soundtrack today while I was editing, and I really enjoyed yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Just do that. That's that's probably more fun than the. Anything else about it? I feel like I don't think people really like the game, but the soundtrack's good. Yeah, it's, it's got so it's got it. their guitars, their signature sound. It's got eighty three on Metacritic. It might not be that bad. I don't want to pay ten dollars for a game that came out like a decade in two thousand four. Fuck off! I'm not paying ten dollars for a game that came out two thousand four. I wait till it's on Steam. Oh, sale. Someone just said, "Oh, hi, Mark," to me, and then I made. I, I said, "I did not hit her. I did not because." That's where I am in my life right now. That sounds good. I know. I, I should be talking to you, though, my best friend Cameron. How you doing? <laughs> what a story. <laughs> Still never saw that movie. Oh, wait, you haven't? No, I watched The Disaster Artist, so I saw the, the highlights of it, but played oh. by James Franco. I mean, The Disaster Artist is a very good film. It's a very good book. I do recommend you watch The Room, though. Yeah. Um it's it's actually a little better understanding the behind the scenes anyways. Like going in, I think you can brace for it a lot better. I've seen a lot of like highlight reels of the room where I think I've I've seen I'm like sure. the best parts. I don't need to watch like the two hour thing where they're all connected together. Yeah, I mean you sort of don't, but at the same time it's kind of an experience to to watch it uninterrupted. I mean, we haven't been able to get through a full Neil Breen movie without me going, Okay, let's just skip to the last ten minutes. That's true. That's not really your thing, is it? I can take it for a bit, and then after a certain point, it's just like, I feel like I'm being attacked. So, I have a good bad movie okay. that I think you'll actually enjoy. Excuse me, I keep belching because I'm gross. Uh, Freaked. Have you heard of that? That sounds a little familiar. It's from 1993, but I don't think they actually released it in theaters because... The test audiences were so bad that the actors were, like, afraid it would damage their career. A vain actor, his best friend, and an activist end up at a mutant freak farm run by a weirdo scientist. Is the how it's described in IMBD. That's perfect, dude. That is the exact description for that movie. That actually sounds pretty fun. Um, it It's a weird comedy. Like, it's very, very, very 90s. Sure. Uh, Freaked. No, come on now. Freaked. I got the trailer pulled up. So, it's very... There's a lot of, like, puppetry. Oh, cool. There's a lot of, um... I can't find it. I wonder if it got taken down. 
Um, I'm gonna look up my history. This is a really weird trailer. Yeah, the trailer almost doesn't do it justice. It's framed in such a fucking strange way. You don't know what you're actually getting. <laughs> that was a good joke, though. There's a lot of good jokes. Yeah, I feel like the... Um, okay, I want to send you this... Watch this clip here. That's a weird... Weird thing. You find weird things. I do. Oh god, the whole movie's on freaking YouTube. Yeah, you can just watch it on YouTube. I recommend it, but this this one clip is kind of funny. Okay, there's a plane landing. The plane explodes. Do I need to keep going, or is that just a plane thing? No, that was it. Okay. Okay, I thought that would be funny, but it wasn't. So no, don't it was watch funny. Anyone. It was. It was. It was just like I've seen jokes like that before. It is. I mean, it is old. Um, one of my favorite jokes is the the bad guy, evil scientist. Mm-hmm. He has this uh, toxic chemical that he's using to turn everybody into freaks for his freak show. Mm-hmm. And so the they, they're strapped to tables and everything, and they ha- and he brings out this chemical. And like, wait, you're not supposed to have that. And then he turns around and says, yeah, and I'm not supposed to have these either. And he holds up towels that he stole from the Ramada Inn. <laughs> and, like, lightning's flashing to show how evil he is. And they're like, no. Nice. <laughs> it's it's a very well-paced movie. It's funny, like, beginning to end. Ah, that's cool. I'll be honest, I probably won't watch it. Yeah, but I recommend anybody with taste it does. Yeah, Ooh. exactly. <laughs> Um. What 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 do we what do we got planned? I'm trying to segue into something. Did you hear the Destiny news? I did not. What's up with the Destiny? Um, Activision's canceling their contract with Bungie. Really? But they're also letting Bungie keep the rights to Destiny. It would be really funny is if Bungie makes Destiny three, but they does it they do it how they want to, and it's a really good game, and everyone likes it. Because let's be fair, I, that's probably honestly, what will happen. I kind of feel like that might happen. I think it'll be really funny if just Activision's name is enough to hold it back. (laughs) It's like, oh, we just dropped the name. We didn't even make a better game. We just, like, released Destiny 3 and it's Bungie. I just feel like every bad decision made with Destiny was Activision going, hey, money. If you do this, we'll make more money because they'll have to pay for it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was more money or if it was, like, the timeline thing. Maybe because a lot of a lot of aspects seem rushed. Um, when they introduced loot boxes, that was a money thing, but at the same time, none of that stuff mattered at all. Sure. Uh, the the real problem is like, okay, this clearly isn't done, and they're shipping it. Yeah, I don't. The the, um, the few people I know that play Destiny two seem to to like it quite a bit, but not as much as the first one, and they they leave and come back a lot. So like, yeah, I'm not playing Destiny two anymore. I'm playing this, and then like. A month later, like, ah, I'm playing Destiny 2 again. Yeah, and it's super neat. I mean, I love the game, and I love the world, and the the powers. Like, I think the most exciting Destiny 2 thing that happened for me this year was uh, some fan group is converting Dungeons & Dragons rules for Destiny. Oh, that's cool. So it's like, you can just do a tabletop one. Just forget the game. Sure. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm, I'm going to make my own warlock, and I'm going to give him the powers that he's supposed to have. Yeah. You like, you like, you like that Dungeons & Dragons stuff, right? Um. Yeah. Yes, you do. That was a stupid thing I asked you. You should read the comic "Die" uh, by Image. It's an interesting take on Dungeons and Dragons, and I'll have to um, I'll have to dig up. The, I can send you the first two issues. I'll have to dig up the first one. But like, 
it's it's that kind of story where, like, hey, they get sucked into Dungeons and Dragons, but there's a lot of like kind of twists and deconstructions on on D and D tropes uh, that are kind of cool. And the the characters are really old when they do it. Like, they got sucked into the world as teenagers, and they left and and basically got themselves out. They readjusted to life, and then they got sucked back in because it kind of like came back in their lives. They didn't want to; it just happened. So now they're like in their forties, and they're like, "Fuck, we're stuck in Dungeons and Dragons again. This is horrible." But at the same time, we're here, and we have to get out, and there's those rules, you know, to, to do that. Is that perfect? I, I I have problems with it a little bit, but it's it's interesting. Kind of like, I mean, is this like if the cartoon show, like those kids grew up and it just happened again? Yeah, I love that. That sounds good. Artwork is really really good. Um, the second issue really kind of, it, to me, it was a little too much exposition, but I think as someone who's, who's led campaigns and is into it, you, you might get more out of it. Cause it's really like, here's the characters and how they operate and it's familiar, but very different. And so there's a lot of like really good ideas, I think, as far as fantasy goes in this book. So you might, you might, you might dig it. And I really want to make a world and it's like, I don't know what I would do with this. I don't, I don't know if I would make a custom campaign for D&D or if it would be a book or a game or something but I really just want to make something that I can call mine sure I love uh I love writing stuff for D&D I feel like I mean that's kind of like what Dragonlance was was like hey let's do D&D but ours and then the same authors did the um the Deathgate cycle which was like let's do D&D Dragonlance but different and then have four planets instead of one uh, I don't know. I, I feel like there's definitely examples of people like, I'm going to make a fantasy thing, but I'm going to do enough different that it's mine and turn it into a, a book series or a video game or whatever. Just, you just got to sit down and do it there, buddy. Yeah, that's the trick to it. I just, I need a, I need a hook that makes it feel special. Sure. And then I want to build around it. I'd be curious if you end up reading Stormbreather, which is the book I'm working on right now, because it has like that potential, right? Where the, it's a very weird world with some weird rules. Um, like all of the all of the weather patterns are caused by giant animals. So like there are whales that fly through the air and they make it storm. Like um, Xenogear two. Oh, it's already been done. That's cool. Xenosaga too. I never played any of those games. I didn't know they were real. But I, I, well, I'm, I'm too invested. But yeah, I mean, this. There's stuff in it that's kind of neat to me that I that I'm playing with. That's not it. Xeno Saga Two. Is it Xenoblade? Xenoblade. Let's try that. Blade. That's on the Wii. Um. Yeah, the box art is a world whale. I feel like a world whale is different than a whale that makes it storm. But maybe maybe go. not much. This is just, so, just a whale with a tree grown out of its head. So no, it is a little different. So in this game, the setting's kind of weird. I'd like it, but it's also it feels limiting. Um, there's no land. There's like the whole world is just clouds, and all the land masses are just like sky whales. Okay. So there's like these giant elder god ones that can house a city, and then there's like smaller ones that have like a house that one person will live on. It's kind of cool. Yeah. And all the sky whales are dying without explanation, without warning. Hmm. And so there's this weird sense of like, hey, who knows what's going to happen next? 
but what are you going to do about it anyways? Because there's like a lot of like hopelessness where you just you look in every direction and it's just this endless sea of clouds and nowhere else to go. Sure. So it's like, hey, if, if this one goes next, like, what are you going to do? That's a cool, um, that's a cool like, premise for a story. It's a shame like it's a JRPG. Girls, and they're all really gross. And it's like, oh. What, what about the girls? They're gross. Is it because they're underage anime girls? Yes. Is that what you said? Because I figured that's probably what you said. It's like some of it is a little like it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And then some of it's super cringy. Japan, why? It It's super Japanese and they did not bother to translate it. Sure. Because they're also <laughs> the all the girls are technically objects. Oh, that's great. Like they're the they're the souls of um the weapon. Oh, so like you, yeah. You, you form a bond with your sword, which means you're strong. But also, she's beautiful and is loyal to you and calls you master because you're strong. Soul and it's Eater okay. did that. Yeah, but Soul Eater had all the weapons be be boys. So I think it worked a little better. I mean, that stuff is less original than the the Sky Whale. I like part. the Sky Whale thing. We we could not have the weird underage thing, but that's okay, why it's so hard to recommend anime to people, right? There's always like that one little thing that's like, oh, also there's this weird thing about this show that might hardcore make you want to turn around and leave. Did um, did you ever see that uh, Pro ZD where he's like, he's talking about how you you recommend an anime to somebody that you have to sit through the whole thing to appreciate. No, but I've I, I can probably <laughs> understand like- where that goes. And it's just like the guy's like, man, you gotta watch the show. And it's like, I don't know. And it cuts to the show, and it's like, like, Sakura Chan, I wet my pants again. Will you change me? And it's like, oh, I can't watch this. And like, no, dude, dude, seriously, episode fifty-one, it, it's this all pays off. Like Sakura Chan, I wet myself. I wet wet my pee pee. Woo! It's like, I cannot sit through this. It's like, dude, just wait for episode fifty-one. It's great. I, I have to change my diaper and poop to you. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> What's really funny is that's like basically. The eighth minute of Elfin Lead, right? Mm-hmm. Where the first seven minutes are like Lucy <laughs> just killing a, like twenty some people, and there's blood everywhere, and it's awesome. And then she gets hit in the head and loses her loses her goddamn mind, and they find her, and like the first thing she does is like falls over and pees on the floor, and it's like anime. It's Why? A, it's a lot of anime. Um. So also in game news, did you hear about the big update on Final Fantasy fourteen? I did not. Uh, they're gonna add a new class, and they're gonna add a new race, and no one cares about either of those things as much as you can go to the casino and play Mahjong. <laughs> and it's like, that's the most fun part of the whole patch right now. Nice. Um, this is actually like the top article on Kotaku, is just a screenshot of people playing Mahjong. <laughs> I like one of them's a spooky ghost. It's a spooky ghost! It's like this really stoic black dude with like a ponytail and then a spooky ghost and they're playing together. And then there's like this tiny little curl off to the side. Uh, that, God, imagine explaining that to a caveman or just like anybody <laughs> from 50 years ago. Like, okay, video games, like that's already hard to wrap your head around. And then you have this fucking weird thing right here. We live in a weird time. I just, I, I, I don't get it sometimes. It's just, it's just bizarre. Do we have other video game news? Um, I don't think so. I, I have a video game thing to talk about, but it's going to be my glad space, so I want to save it. Okay. It won't be Blackpink this week, guys. I'm not doing them two weeks in a row, or three weeks in a row. 
Kotaku doesn't cover news anymore, do they? I don't know. I don't go to Kotaku. Everything here is like ads now. Everything? I don't know where to go for news. I am so sick of the, the internet is nothing but ads now. Like pretty much every Facebook post is an ad. Like if I scroll through, I get so many ads now and it's crazy. Then if I go on YouTube, I feel like everything is an ad. Like I'll listen to a song, which is an advertisement for the album. And then I'll have like 10 different videos. Like, like you should watch these next. And it's like, why this song sucks. Why this song is great. Why these 10 albums were horrible in 1994. And it's all like, it just all feels like advertisements for something. I'm not sure what it's advertising, but I don't like it. I feel like all the algorithms are fucked up. What happened to just being like, hey, you like this song? Here's 10 more songs like it. Listen to those. Not doing that anymore. I want it to stop. And like, why are there so many top five worst? I'm like, the top five worst anime of 2018. Like, I don't care. Tell me what are good animes to watch. Yeah. There's a lot of negativity lately. Also, I don't see a screenshot of anyone from Citrus on there, so you missed one. Actually, so said, be sure to everybody read Chad's top five anime fails of 2018 and catch up. I think I watched three anime that came out in 2018, and I had tempted to like go on to like some place uh, on Reset Era, like, "Hey, vote for your animes," and like just type them all in, even the you know, including like the bad ones, just to have it on a list. So I think I thought that would be funny. But I was like, eh, it's not really worth it. Like, who cares? I'm not into it as much as everybody else. There's no point in, like, invading their space to be a dick. Which is called being an adult. You know, it's really weird. Um, Actually, if you want to talk about negativity, um, I really hate Andrew Dobson. And I don't know why. Why do I recognize that name? He comes up from time to time, but it's completely unwarranted. Like, a lot of people hate him. He's the internet's punching bag. And I, it's not fair. Tom but Preston. I also hate him. Know your meme. No. Ooh, he he's a- that blue bear. He has comics. No, no, your meme. I do not want to whitelist you. And Encyclopedia Dramatica is probably going to give me a virus, so let's not go there. I don't know. I, okay, he's a webcomic guy. Does he do, like, he, does he do CAD? No. He's just some webcomic dude. So he does like okay, let's let's go a history lesson. Andrew Dobson loves comics. He loves comic books and he loves like Sunday comics. He, he, he same thing as me. Like cartooning is a passion and he followed his dreams and he made a comic book that uh you know, it's about these characters that go on a, a fantasy adventure and they're pirates and stuff. Um but he I don't know. I, he would be happier if the internet didn't exist and he didn't put himself out there. He... <laughs> how, how to put this? Um, he started a webcomic about being a cartoonist and almost every single comic he puts out there falls into two categories. There's either like something about um, the challenges of being a cartoonist and it's not relatable to anyone besides cartoonists. Sure. Or like social justice warrior pandering. And it's not so much that, oh, he's a lefty, so let's make fun of him. It's like he's hyper uh, hypocritical half the time. Where he'll he'll call out somebody for drawing a female character overly uh, objectified and sexy and stuff. But then if you go back and read his comic, there's like 
a lesbian rapist character. And it's like, it's not so much that he's wrong to call out some of these other people, but it's like, while he's also doing his own thing that doesn't help anybody. Sure. Um, he, he, so he started doing this and that got worse and he didn't handle the critiques very well. So he started like, like arguing and pushing against people and he's only got like, 14 people on Patreon, Patreon, right? So like, he can't be that popular. And, and honestly, he does good work. He has good comics. There are some that I actually like. Um, I don't think he's ever made me laugh, but he'll, he'll present a good argument or a good commentary. But then he'll do another one that I hate so much. Um, Dobson things I don't understand. Well, I'm looking at one on the Patreon, right, where he's talking about how women are depicted in, in media and how it's about context. Which he's got a point. And then he he's actually got... Is, is this a genuinely heartfelt love story with a BDSM framing device? He's got Sunstone on there. And I've actually read Sunstone. The answer to that is, no, that comic wants to be porn but refuses to go the extra mile and actually be porn. It's bad. It's got really good art. It's bad comic. And it's like... it Its whole selling point is, hey, we're lesbians and into BDSM. There's some kinky shit in this. All of it happens off screen. It, I really, I was really disappointed when I read that because I was like, "Oh, cool! There's gonna be some fucking," and there was zero fucking. And I feel like if you advertise your thing on fucking, you should have some fucking. Am I right? Mm-hmm. And I read Small Favors, and it's like this is porn. It's nothing but two hundred pages of fucking, and it was nothing but two hundred pages of fucking. But it was a, it was a bad story, so I gave it a bad review. So, like, another thing with Dobson is, um, there, there was an incident at a convention, because he goes to a lot of, like, comic book conventions, and he was at a booth, and he saw someone dressed like Supergirl, and this creep guy was, like, asking her for a photograph, and she seemed kind of uncomfortable about it, so he drew a comic where he was watching this go on, and so his character gets a bat and, like, beats the creep guy up. And what's weird is that apparently that's not exactly what was going on. And the lady there wanted people to take photos of her because she wanted cosplay exposure. And in sure. his head, he kind of like, I'll defend the innocent woman. And he's kind of this, like, white knight thing that gets obnoxious. But he didn't actually do it, right? He just... He just pretended to in comic books. No, but he's he's presenting this thing where it's like, everybody that takes pictures at these conventions are gross. You're all fat men. Well, he's like fatter than half of his fans, you know? Okay. Um, I sent you a comic where it's things I will never understand. And what's weird is that I, you, use a, you use a word a lot. You, you like to point out when things are reductive. Mm-hmm. And that describes his argument style very, very aptly. Yeah, like every single <laughs> it's like sports and there's like a football guy who's just grunting and then he's standing there with a periodic table for no reason. He's like, I don't understand sports because muscle jocks are just they beat me up in high school. Um, Yeah, I mean, like I get like it's one of those things where I get what he's trying to do. I just don't think he's doing it very effectively. I do think yeah. it's well drawn. Oh, yeah. And again, he's a good cartoonist. Yeah. And um, he's done good things. I don't want to take that away. Um, uh, a... <laughs> like the way he's got Klingons de- like, depicted is really funny to me. Yeah, honestly, I think that's the only one that kind of gets a pass. And the, the furries one, like I'm not one, kind of thing is also. 
Yeah, I get but a he chuckle, also has but... bugs with these like angry eyes. Like there's this weird, uh, like your weirdos kind of attitude to it. Well, and the weird um, thing about that, right, is like if you watch Space Jam, man, Lola is drawn like hypersexualized. Like it, it, it's not like that. That was done on purpose. Like let's make this bunny fucking hot. And so you know, there's this like they're pandering to a crowd. <laughs> you you could make you could make Lola attractive attractive to bugs and not make her like a sex symbol like that uh, redheaded girl from Who Framed Roger Rabbit? What's her name? Uh, Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, yeah. You know, like this. I don't know. Well, I like the. <laughs> I think my favorite one is the Transformers, where it's like. I don't understand Transformers the same reason I don't understand why people like cars. And he just drew a picture of a car. Yeah. And it's like, uh, okay, what? like, what's your point? <laughs> I understand why people like cars. They look cool and they go fast. Like, I don't know how... I don't know how that would be, like, hard to understand. I like the D&D one, too, where it's like, your plus one mage attacks the horde and fails. You lose! And he just, like, doesn't understand what's going on. And I kind of wonder... Like, did he actually try and have a bad experience, or does he just have no clue and he doesn't give it a shake? You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a here's another <laughs> another poorly written one. Um, where he, like he's in high school and there's some guy that's like throwing a ball at him and rips up his homework and they make fun of him at school and they beat him up because they're bullies. And then the bully, like, in the present, sends him a friend request on Facebook. So he's like, fat chance, and denies it. I'll be honest. And it's like... I've been in that situation and basically thought the exact same thing and then denied the request. I don't, I don't know about... what he's trying to say here, though, other than, like, that's a thing that happens sometimes. Like, it's no, there's nothing funny or really compelling about this other than, like, it's relatable to a small section of people. We'll go, that's relatable, and then they'll go on to the next thing of their day. But what he's presenting is that his action has consequence. Like, now I have the upper hand. You're not my friend on Facebook. I suppose, which is a really stupid thing to think. Like, now I have the power. Before you pushed me in a garbage can, and now I said, I'm not going to be your friend 30 years later. Like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know how often he updates. I mean, I, I never, I always treated webcomics as pretty disposable, right? Other than Homestuck, where it's like, okay, I'll read it. I'm, it's done. I've done my, you know, I'll go on to the next thing. And that's it. And so, if he's trying to have some big, grand argument about things in this, I feel like he's in the wrong medium. At least, that for me personally, like, I would never get anything out of this other than like, oh, okay, that's a story. I, I, I understand that. And then, move on like I don't, so, there's nothing empowering about that or anything it's just there so now this is where my hatred comes in okay um the more you find out about this guy outside of the his art the more annoying all of the subtext becomes man i it's just easier if you don't know who makes things right isn't it isn't it like I, honestly i've said before that presidents shouldn't have twitter accounts yeah that'd be nice but i think that goes for anyone that's like public facing. Sure. Like I, I think if you work at a grocery store, you should be on Twitter and you can say, "I had a bad day at work today." I think if you're um, Keanu Reeves or something, uh, don't risk your career. Don't bother. Yeah. Like, who knows what'll happen? I don't. 
I don't know that any of it's worth it. I mean, there's a reason why, like, I have, like, a, a technically company Twitter account, right? And so, like, I tweet maybe once every three weeks, and it's usually, hey, my game still exists, and then, it, you know, I don't have, like, I don't say anything else on there, because, for all, like, I don't have anything to say, but, too, like, I feel like we live in an age where anything you say can be twisted and contorted and used against you, and I prefer that didn't happen. I know, so, here's the thing that <laughs> happened recently, is that uh, okay. Gordon Ramsay like, ten years ago was on some late-night show talking to the host and this uh, other actress that was on there, and the I guess he was kind of a perv. Now, and, and that's circulating again, like, look how shitty Gordon Ramsay was, we should be really angry at him. Um, not factoring the fact that, like, those late-night shows are pretty scripted because they are on basic TV and they have to be. And then also, that was, like, ten years ago? And so the counter-argument is, like, well... We gave it a pass ten years ago, but we shouldn't have because you know we've we've changed as a society. This is no longer acceptable. It's like true. The thing is, is he the same person ten years ago as he is now? Because if he's changed at all, we should forget about it because he's learned. You know, he's grown as a person. If he's still a shitty person, that's its own thing. But I don't care. He's Gordon Ramsay. Like he makes fucking food and yells at people on reality TV. Don't hold him to any high standards at all, right? Like he's a reality TV star. He's not someone you take moral lessons to, from. Like he, he uses the word cunt very liberally. I, I don't know. Like I, It's frustrating because I can kind of see both sides of the argument, and then I just step back and be like, I don't care about either side. This doesn't affect me at all. Like, What if we didn't give a shit what Gordon Ramsay thinks? And all the people mad will never have his food. Right? Like, that's the thing. <laughs> the one thing you could experience from him that he's really good at, you will never have. Because it would involve going to a five-star hotel and booking your reservation, like, six months in advance. Probably cost, like, $100 a plate, $200, and then wine, and all the... Oh, man. Like, no, no one wants to fucking do that unless you're really rich, and the people bitching probably aren't. So, I don't know. It's really... I think we've talked before about trying to separate the art from the artist. Mm -hmm. But I think people forget that that phrase comes from like, a scholarly approach to critiquing art. Yeah, that's true. And not true. whether or not you enjoy it. The whole, like, death of the author. And if you can't, um, if you can't enjoy something because of what you know about the thing, it's perfectly okay that you don't enjoy it. Right. Um, so, <laughs> anyways, Dobson got kicked off Twitter. Oh, really? And what's really interesting is, like, I'm going through some old tweets that people have collected that are, like, some of them are out of context, some of them are with context, and they're incriminating. But the one that stuck out to me was this this one where he was, uh, I don't remember what happened, but he, I guess he didn't hear that Robin Williams died. Oh, but no. he did hear that, like, Zelda Williams was, uh, like, refusing to, to talk to somebody about something. And so he sent this angry tweet at her. It's like, what you know, why don't you talk to your fans? Like, why do you hate them? And it was like mean to her oh, <laughs> for, God. for no reason. And then immediately he got a lot of comments like, you know, Robin Williams just died. Like, maybe lay off. So then he has this like non-apology where it's like a lot of you guys asked me to apologize for something that I said that I didn't mean to be mean um, and I'm just, I'm finding out the, the horrible things that we're saying to Zelda Williams. So like, what's wrong with us? And it's like, <laughs> he has to phrase it like, boy, us as a community are terrible people, huh? Yeah, that's pretty funny. 
it's that kind of stuff where it's like every time I read one of his comics, I read it as he's being. It, there's a there's a fine line when you're doing a comic where typically you have to exaggerate. But yeah. it's like, no, he actually views the world in generalities. Okay, sure. You I can I see mean? that being like, a problem. Like, it, It's consistent. And it comes through in a lot of his comics, even the correct ones. Like, He's given ones about art advice that are really good, and I've literally put them into practice for myself. Sure. But then like, the final panel will be some sort of jab at how those hacks at Marvel will trace pornography and they're awful people. And it's like, oh, okay, thanks for the advice. Yeah, I- I feel like I've been fairly lucky. Most of the things, like the authors or, or artists or whatever that I like, seem like they're cool people, and I haven't learned that they're really shitty yet. Um, kind of kind of hoping that just stays on course, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I don't have to really grapple with the whole, oh, I really like this person as, a, as an artist, but I hate them as a person, like Kanye West fans had to do recently. Um... Why? What did Kanye West do? Well, with the whole, like, he's, like, super uh, into Trump right now, or has been no, for the not. last, like, seven months. No. Yeah. You didn't hear? Hear what? Like, he, he went to visit Trump, and then, like, a week later said, I'm leaving politics, I'm tired of being used, and I hate I hate all the Republicans. I feel like he came back on Twitter, like, two days ago, and was like, make America great again, hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> and people were like, oh, fucking really? Okay, so let's go back to Kotaku again. Okay. Um, did you hear about this R. Kelly thing? Yeah, I heard about that on the Mega64 podcast, that there's some like Netflix special that's six episodes long about how he's a piece of shit. It, well, I mean, more than just I mean, like literal criminal. Yeah, like, 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 like a rapist and, and you know someone who's kidnapped people and, and, and done and really just god-awful things. So I think people have known that he's a little bad or a little weird or something a little bit. There was, like, a tape Uh, of him, like, pissing on a 14-year-old, like, in 2010. Yeah, one. One. And he got away with it. Which, you know, like, in hindsight, it's like, man, we should have let him get away with that. That's pretty fucked up. But that's the thing, is that, hey, guys, guess what? This hasn't stopped yet. Um, so anyways, when when I go to Kotaku... It's almost a habit at this point, because I don't get much value out of the site anymore. Yeah, I understand But that. I go to Kotaku, and on the side, they have the little bar from some of their sister sites. And I get recommended a lot of stuff from... Uh, they, they have, like, an African-American-focused um, site called The Root. Hmm. And I get a lot of recommended articles from The Root, because those are often trending. Okay. So it's like, hey, white guy, you want to read this article on The Root right now? And so what's weird is that for the past, like, two weeks, every time I go to Kotaku, the first thing I see is this big ad for, it's like, you gotta watch this R. Kelly thing about how awful he is. And, like, the next day, top five reasons to see this R. Kelly thing about how awful he is. And next thing is like, here's how you can watch the R. Kelly thing about how awful he is. You have to watch it here, and you have to watch it right now. And every single day, they're talking about R. Kelly. And it's like, boy, part one of the R. Kelly thing, that was really bad, he's so awful. And the next day, part two of the R. Kelly thing, he's really bad, he's really awful. Every single day for like a week or two, every time I go to Kotaku, I see R. Kelly stuff come up. After the special is completely done and all the episodes are out, they put up an article about how important and moving the R. Kelly special was. And then a day after that, they put up an article about, for some reason, despite all this, R. Kelly sales are going up. And we don't know why. (laughs) Maybe maybe because you keep bringing up his name. (laughs) 
<laughs> and it's right. like, maybe people that don't care about this or or don't even know and are just reading the headline and they're not getting the story, maybe you're reminding them about R. Kelly and they're going like, oh, I like that one song and they're going on to iTunes. Yeah, pretty much. Like, this is how Trump got elected was all the free advertising. Yep. And no one's learned their lesson yet. <laughs> well, I mean, it goes back to what we were talking about a bit ago where, like, I feel like there's negativity just everywhere now. And I want to just not see it because I feel like it's unhealthy to be exposed to that much negativity in a day. But there's a yeah, certain dude, level had... of, like, I almost feel like it's irresponsible not to be kept up to date on all the fucked up things. For, you know, and there's, like, how do I how do I toe that line? Like, if I go to Reset Era right now and go to Off Topic, half the front page is going to be news and it's going to be about like the latest dumb thing trump said it's going to be about the latest thing mitch mcconnell said it's going to be about the latest shooting or the latest terrorist thing or or whatever and it's going to be all of these awful things r kelly being a horrible person and you read it and it's like oh man look at all this horrible stuff that's going on right now what if what if i didn't think about horrible stuff for a bit like is it okay for me to not be involved in all of this and it's just, it's so everywhere that it's become, like, the zeitgeist is to, like, let's talk about the things that piss us off and the things that are wrong. And I don't want to do that anymore. I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of just being, like, bombarded with negativity. Yeah, I had to quit a Discord last night. Um, I don't remember exactly how this started. But I said one thing once that somebody really didn't like, and now every single time I comment, they have to go out of the way to talk about how I'm brain dead and I'm being sarcastic. And Oh, you ended up dead leaving that, because you've, you've mentioned that a little bit off, off the show. Yeah, I, oh yeah, I showed you a couple of those. Yeah. It was kind of funny at first, but it sure. got to the point where it's like, I don't even know what their point is anymore. Like, I'm, I'm baffled what they're upset about. Mm-hmm. Something happened yesterday where, what was it? Ugh. Oh, they announced an alien isolation game for phones. Okay. And somebody was saying how, oh, great, there's another game that's on phones now. That's great. And someone else said, I'm also angry. Ugh. And I'm not part of the conversation yet. Mm-hmm. And then someone brought up my name. like, I bet Cameron's a stupid idiot and he's dumb. Mm-hmm. And people started, like, bad-mouthing me while I was offline. And then I logged in, and I'm playing Star Trek, and I start getting messages about how stupid I am that I like the Alien game, but I'm playing Star Trek online. Because Warcraft is bad. Like, it made no sense. It was sure. so... It was it was literally like, is this person 11? Like, I can't follow their sentences anymore. It is extraordinary how toxic and and, and horrible just, like, the internet is. Like, here's another example, right? Like, so, Nightwish has had three singers. They're, they're a symphonic metal band, one of the bigger ones that people actually know. Their second singer, Annette Olsen, well, he, she, she was basically fired from the band uh, for one reason or another. She, she had her own solo thing. It did okay. And then she joined another band recently called The Dark Element. And I'm listening to the album, and I'm enjoying the album. And it's like, hey, they're really, really utilizing her style of singing really well, which Nightwish didn't do as much as they could have. So I'm enjoying this. This is good. You scroll down to the comments. Every comment is about comparing her to the new Nightwish singer and not just about like, hey, here's new music. And it's like, you know, we have we have Nightwish is still around. You can still get their music. You can listen to their old stuff. It still exists. 
you can listen to this new stuff, and in two years from now, when they Nightwish puts out another record, you can listen to that. Like, why can't we just enjoy the stuff we have right now? Why do we have to bicker and bitch about something that doesn't exist or doesn't exist anymore? Like, it's over. But that's all anybody wants to fucking talk about. And it's stupid. And just shut the fuck up and listen to the music. Or don't if you don't like it. Like, it's so easy to not listen to it. Well, it's also... What's funny to me about the Alien game that they got upset about in the first place... They announced another Alien game that's going to be on PC and consoles. Yeah, and it's like like Destiny but Alien. But still, it's like, here's something that's not a phone game. Mm Mm-hmm. You can you can play that. You can play the game that you do like that's already out. Like I don't know what I don't know what's upsetting to these people where they'll see that something exists and then they have to be angry at someone and they have to direction this anger somewhere. I think it's an entitlement, right? Because it's like they made a thing, but it's not for me, and I'm angry it's not for me because it's not exactly what I want. But it's also the answer is just don't play the game. But it's also they already got what they want. Like, not only do they have Alien Isolation, which is a good game, but they announced a new console game that you can play later. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know what more you want to hear to get you to not complain. I mean, I was a little disappointed because it wasn't Aliens or Predator 4, but I also know that that will never exist. (laughs) Because I'm not allowed to have nice things. And this is my comparison. I... I was thinking, like, back when I was younger, um, like, let's say you got a Super Nintendo, and you like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game on the Super Nintendo, right? Okay. But if you go to the store, and you see that there's a Tiger Electronics Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, like, did you need to, like, go grab some uh, toddler and say, why does that exist? They made this for you! Well, I mean, there's the... the, the I feel like that was why the console wars kind of started, though, is because you were a kid... And you had one console, and someone you knew had a different one, and neither of you could afford to have both. And so you had to justify that the one you had was the better one. But in that case, you have something, and you're happy about it. Right. It's like, no, Sonic's better. But kids are too stupid to think that rationally. But that's what it was. It was, Sonic's better than Mario. Yours, Mario, is stupid. No one's saying, I prefer Alien Isolation on console. They're saying... EA's ruining a civilization, and literally no one plays this, even though phone games make more money than any other games. No one plays those. I don't know why this people get so no mad one. when something gets ported to phone. I don't, I don't know. You know what's really funny? Uh, like, 80 new phone games come out every single second. Yeah, I know. That's why we never put Land of Glass on phone. Because <laughs> it would just yeah, get it's lost. Not worth it. It's not worth it, yeah. But it's like, there's no... I mean, I, I, I've told this guy before, like, dude, whatever you do... Like, brace yourself, because they're going to have another cash mount in WoW. Like, they announced a new mount or something like they do every quarter. Sure. And he just threw a fit. Like, he's having a seizure. And it's like, dude, heads up, they're probably going to release one in spring, too. And he's, like, <laughs> laying into me about how I'm the one responsible for it. And it's like, I didn't buy it. I'm <laughs> I'm, tell- I'm giving you a heads up that you don't have a fucking right. heart attack, dude. I remember back in high school arguing with someone on... What was better, Halo or Metroid Prime? Because I had a GameCube and he had an Xbox, and we had to prove that the console we owned was the best. And I think back on that, I'm just like, man, both of us were fucking idiots, like, just the dumbest motherfuckers on the planet, because both those games are good. I've played them both, I like them both a lot. But and clearly, if you play Double them both, 7 you win. was better. Huh? 
uh, James Bond is 007 Goldeneye with clearly the superior choice. <laughs> I remember playing that game. I had a lot. I have a lot of good memories of that game. Don't need to ever play it again because I know it looks like shit. I have a lot of good memories of playing Sonic Adventure 2, so I bought it for Sonic Adventure $2. There you go. The sale is over, though, if you're listening to this. I'm sorry. Oh, really? I missed it. Yeah, oh, wait, it only lasts a day. Oh. I feel like it's still going as we're recording. Like, if I wanted to buy, yeah, Sonic oh, franchise, like I could still get it. I don't, I don't think I want to spend. What is it? Ten dollars for Sonic Adventure Two? No, two. Oh, it is only two. Fuck, that's tempting. And you can mod it so that Sonic has a big rack. Add two cart. <laughs> Purchase for myself. Okay, yeah, it sounds funny because you just said that, and now I'm just like, I'm gonna buy. Oh fuck, my credit card's no longer saved. <laughs> I guess I'm not gonna buy it because I don't feel like entering my credit card information. Dude, what a country we live in. Oh, I mean, this is for the best. I was probably never gonna play it. <laughs> but it's just really funny that, like, oh, I can just instantly own this. Oh shit, I'm slightly inconvenienced. Never mind. I. Well, yeah. I. Oh, somebody pointed out like they probably would have spent an extra like three hundred dollars on the PlayStation Store if the store actually worked. <laughs> and they're like reflecting on all the stuff they didn't buy that they didn't actually need and they're like yeah I'm just gonna stop buying stuff for a little bit I think yep. I feel that it was funny I remember I, I came into the show I wanted to talk about attention spans I don't want to touch on that a little bit <laughs> I remembered that's good I, I, the internet has done really weird things to attention spans. We're like, I feel like I have like so many things open at a time, regardless of what I'm doing, and I think that's bad. And I wish I, 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 I don't like it. And I've I, and I've been listening to a lot of um. You just sent me a gift. You just bought me that fucking Sonic game, didn't you? It's two dollars, dude. <laughs> yes, you. You are the best. I love you. It's two dollars. <laughs> Add to my life. What is wrong with you? I didn't want to enter my visa information. <laughs> but anyways, what were we talking about? So I've been listening to a lot of K-pop, right? And I've been enjoying K-pop, and I've noticed with like K-pop, the songs jump around a lot. Like the, I have like multiple sections, and they're all like just super hook focused. And the, the way modern pop music is written now is it's like you gotta get to the hook right away, and you have to keep it going as long as possible. Because people will get bored and stop playing the song and they'll go to the next song because they have a million songs on their phone. They just have access to everything. And just more and more and more with, with stuff like you're, that's like how it's being constructed because you can just go to the next thing right away. At least with music. And it, it kind of freaks me out because like sometimes. It, I don't know how I want to construct this argument. There really isn't an argument other than I'm an old man yelling at the clouds about how things have changed, and I don't like it, but I still like it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't... Like, when I'm editing a, my book, I have a Discord open, and I have Facebook open, and I have Reset Era up, which I'm usually not looking at. And it's like, but I'm trying to do work and, like, make art, and, I'm, and I have, like, these distractions up, and I'm listening to music on YouTube... Why am I doing all that shit? Why am I not just like editing and then going like why like why why does my brain need like constant things attacking it at once? Why can't I just focus? So usually at night when I'm trying to unwind, I'm playing Star Trek Online 
mm-hmm. while I have YouTube running in the background. And then I have like a little tablet here where whenever I have a stray thought, I'll like write down an idea. So I kind of have like three things going at once. Uh, last night, my internet cut out. And I literally just sat in silence for 10 minutes waiting for it to come back. <laughs> really? Because I, I was like, it'll come back any minute now. And I just like my brain shut off <laughs> because I was very, I was like tired, but not tired enough to sleep. Sure. So it's like, well, I'm not going to lay down in bed because it's not going to do anything. And I could, I could literally like put in a movie and a DVD player or read a book or something. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'll just sit here because I want to sit. I don't want to get up. And it was like the weirdest thing where at some point I realized like, man, I, uh, this isn't good. <laughs> right. That was like the other day where I think it was Monday. My brother was playing video games. It was like 830. I was like, I have like two hours before I go to bed. Two and a half. I don't know what to do. So I just finished watching Goblin Slayer. So I don't have any more episodes of that. It's like, I could watch another anime, but I don't, uh, maybe later. And so I just grabbed a book and I was like, I haven't read a book. And it feels like a very long time. You know what would be cool is just read for an hour and not look at anything but printed words on paper. And I did, and it was like, hey, this is pretty cool. I'm, I'm enjoying this a lot. I like this book a lot more when I read it in middle school, but, you know, this is fine. And I needed to do more of that. And by more of that, I mean just not look at fucking computers. Yeah, I can't wait to like sit down and just enjoy my WoW book. I haven't really cracked it open yet because... I want to be able to enjoy it without interruption. Yeah. And these, you've read some of these excerpts where it's like, it's actually interesting dev talk about stuff. Yes, yes. And so I'm just really looking forward to it. I keep looking at this unopened book going like, oh boy, when the moment's right, I'm really going to enjoy this. But it's like, I gotta, I'm actually taking vacation next week. I'm going to um probably make time for it then. Nice. <laughs> I feel better. That was a, that was obnoxious. I hope you cut that. Now that I just talked um, about it, though, I'm kind of hoping you don't. I'm lazy. Yay. Um, so, yeah, I think the bottom line here is Andrew Dobson's a terrible person. I hate him. If you want. Um, but also, I'm the Andrew Dobson of Warcraft. If you want. Yeah, I think so. Okay, well, we've we've determined those two things. I take that over the... Uh, someone called me the Heathcliff of Warcraft comics once. And that cut me. <laughs> like, I was like, well... I'd be like, hey, you know who Heathcliff is, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like, I don't know how to... I don't know how to process this. So I traced a Heathcliff comic and uploaded it. It's like, I don't know what to do with myself anymore. That's Okay, that's, that's a funny response. At least you're putting your stuff out there, right? Like... I guess I throw my short stories out there, but I don't put that much work into most of them. And so if people don't like them, like, oh yeah, I spent like two hours on it, who gives a shit? But all the stuff I've put like hundreds of hours in, or tens of hours, like, no, that's mine, it's on my hard drive, no one else can read it but me. I'm a writer, and it's like, but no one knows that I write because I don't have anything they can own. I got a really cool feeling once. Um, Did you see my, my Greg the Game Wizard about Heroes of the Storm? I have a feeling, I'm pretty sure I've watched all your Greg the Game Wizards, so I think I have. Where, like, I looked into the future to see if they cancel the game or not. Oh, yeah! And at the end, I had this cool effect where I had a Heroes of the Storm action figure, but then it turns into dust, like in Avengers. Mm-hmm. And so I showed that to a guy at work that likes the stuff I do. Mm-hmm. And he's watching that, and he's like, oh, wow, you actually put work in this video. I was like, oh, actually, this is kind of funny. 
And then when the dust part at the end happens, he literally jumped. He's like, how'd you do that? Nice. And it was like, I've never seen someone actually react to my work that way. Like, he genuinely wanted to see it again. Like, he had to see how I did that trick. That's and cool. it's like, wow, this is the best feeling. <laughs> you, you, you actually do really interesting camera stuff when you make those videos. Your last couple have had had some really clever stuff or just like stuff that I appreciate because I I've, I've make videos at work sometimes. And it's like, oh, I know how you did that thing. That's hard to do or at least kind of a pain in the ass. Like, I, I do appreciate it. Name one thing that I've done right. Um, I defy you. you. You became friends with me. Yay. I did it. <laughs> I'm a narcissist. I install Sonic Adventures too. I can't wait to try to play this with a with a mouse and keyboard and just want to kill myself. Oh no! Just plug in your Xbox controller, dude. Ah, oh, I get so bitchy about that. I don't like to. How oh, how are you enjoying enjoying Dark Siders Three? You still playing that? Not as much as I want to. Um, but every time I sit down to play it, I do enjoy it. Like I don't put it down right away. Yay! And actually, I'm a little. What's the word? I'm a little surprised more people aren't talking about it. I know, right? Um, I know some people complained about the like the dodge window. I got used to that really fast. I did too. Um I I really like uh the style and everything. Like it's it's not like a cutting edge um super modern game. No, but, but it's it, got a neat. It's got a good aesthetic to it. It makes it It's work. got a very good aesthetic. I love all the animations. I and actually I like the the combos and the move set. I thought it was really simple at first, but I'm reading these combo lists and it's like, oh, you have to actually like work in delays to do specific yep. things. And the more you memorize some of this stuff, there's a legitimate payoff for doing things correctly. Yeah. I got to like some side optional boss that keeps killing me. And it's like, man, I, I wish this game loaded faster because I really want to just jump back in and do this again. Yeah, and I feel like I played it on PC and I have a pretty beefy PC, so the load times were pretty quick. Uh, but there are there there are elements of the game that are really fucking rewarding, and as far as Darksiders go, it's probably one of my favorite written ones. I really oh, think yeah. Fury is a great character, and she has a really legitimately good story arc to her when you get to the end. And she has fun like personality to her. Yeah. Um, she comes across as a very two dimensional kind of like I'm. I have attitude. I want things to go faster. I'm tired of waiting around. And you get over that within like five seconds, and you just love her. Mm-hmm. She's great. Well, then you, like, the further you get in, you realize that she actually does have, like, things that bother her and character flaws and all this other stuff where it's, like, she's actually fairly complicated. My problem with the first Darksiders is, like, I really liked War, but he really only had, like, the one thing he could say. <laughs> you know, like, he, he had one emotional resonance, and it was angry. Uh, Death was a bit more uh, well done in, in Darksiders 2. And I feel like Darksiders 3, they've got, like, a really good balanced of like these fun stupid edgy characters but also there's more to them than that i love when her horse dies yeah and and she's she's, like legitimately like upset and shocked and it's like a moment and and it's this complicated moment where she's processing it and she's like angrier than she's already like constantly angry Mm -hmm. but also like horrified in a complicated way horsified and then she gets like stabbed through the back with this giant spear and she's so angry that she just, like, breaks the spear and then jumps backwards to jam the broken part into the guy's face and kill him. And yeah. it's like, man, I love this game. 
I wish I wish the boss fights were a little more complicated because I feel like they're trying to do Dark Souls and they don't hit the mark on the part where it really yeah. counts. I also but, I got stuck on a really dumb puzzle that like it wasn't. Oh, did it actually... involve a bug and fire? Yeah. Yeah, I had to and go look like, up that one too. I didn't I didn't look it up, but I spent a lot of time on it and it wasn't fun. But then yeah, as soon as I, I got past that, it's like, oh, the rest of the game isn't like this. Okay, good. There are one or two really obtuse puzzles in the game where it's like, come on, guys, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, but only a couple, like really only like two, and you you hit one of them. And, and again, most of the game's about combat, mm-hmm. and it's also, I think um, I recommended uh, like Matt McMuscle's review of the game. Yeah. And he pointed out one thing where it's kind of like, if you like the idea of playing a Dark Souls game, but you don't want to actually commit to, like, the long trog of doing it, or slog, I guess. Yeah. It's like, hey, here's, like, a baby Dark Souls game that has the fun of those games, but also you just you move through it a lot faster so you can enjoy it. Yeah, because I think I spent... I think I spent 16 hours on Darksiders 3, but I did a lot of optional stuff and kind of explored a lot. So you You're... could conceivably beat the game in, like, 12. Are you playing on normal? I played on hard. Okay, yeah, I picked hard. I... No, I played. I played. I think I did play normal. I don't care. I'm having fun, man. Yeah, but it's like a Dark, good game. So- Dark Souls Three took me like 35 hours to beat, right? And it's like, yeah, that's a long time. 16 is not bad. Like, 16 was the perfect length for this game for me. It's exactly what I wanted out of it. I like. Um, I like the the four horsemen theme a lot. I do too. I th- I spend a lot of this game like wanting to play Warcraft and like just level up my death my my death nice. Knight. Ooh, I love her um her hair effect too. Like when it gets all fiery. Yeah, and when you get like lightning, whether the the lightning spirit, it turns into lightning, and it's cool. And like the, it carries over into most of the uh, cinematics too. So like you have that like, whatever one you have equipped is the one that's in the cinematic. Yeah, it's a neat game. Does that yawn mean it's time to go? Yeah, I guess we should have a glad space, huh? Wait, what you glad about, Cameron? Um, I want to go last. Okay. My glad space, oh, it's more video game talk, is Earth Defense Force 5. Woohoo! Um, it's a couch co-op game. Woohoo! Where it's a third-person shooter where you shoot giant bugs. And I've described it as like, it's like, you know, those old school, like arcade games where you're fighting just waves and waves of enemies like Galaga or something. It's kind of like that, but Did a third person s- shooter. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you just say Galaga? I, evidently it's Galaga, but I've yes. always pronounced it Galaga. I, I love how, man, I missed when the internet wasn't a thing. There are so many Pokemon that I just named wrong. Yeah. And it's like, I'd watch a movie and like, I, I man, I... Why don't you finish yours, and then I'll talk about Pokemon again. Okay. But yeah, so Earth Defense Force is amazing, because, like, all the guns are big. You have infinite ammo. Like, the first, some of the first guns you get are, like, a rocket launcher, right? Like, it, it, it's big and stupid, and it's, the narr- the story is, like, it's written like just the dumbest B-movie ever. And it's fucking phenomenal. Like, the first ant that shows up, someone goes, oh my god, is that a dinosaur? And then he just gets <laughs> impaled by this giant ant and killed, and you have to blow it up with a rocket launcher. Yay! And when when like the when the aliens show up that are like co- commanding this army of giant bugs, they they they, they kind of foreshadow them. Like there's this, this radio control going on. Like like oh my god, they're giant aliens! Like oh, did you just notice they're giant aliens? Like no, these are real aliens. They have two arms and two legs. Like oh my god, they must look exactly like humans. 
And then they show up and they're like these big frogs. They're like, oh my god, the giant aliens look just like humans. It's like, we're looking at them. No, they don't. They look nothing like humans. I want a scientist to like, there's like a little butterfly and he holds his hand up and he goes, is this natural evolution? But then the <laughs> butterfly like keeps getting bigger and it was actually miles away and it's a giant butterfly that comes and kills everybody. I love Force when you, Perspective. When you kill the, the, the aliens, they explode into just like purple blood and it looks like Splatoon. Like I shot one and it bled all over a building. It turned the entire like wall of the building purple. And I was like, oh my god, I love this game so much. It's, it is so fun, and if you play with two people, it is the best. So that's my glad spaces. Everyone should play with Defense Wars 5. It's on the PS4. But play it with a buddy. Yeah, that's a, that's a couch co-op game, right? Have some beers, have some fun. That's a good one to do. Um, My glad space... Yeah, this doesn't... Oh, okay, before I do this... um. I remember in elementary school when everyone was really into Pokemon mm-hmm. and they were going to make a second Pokemon game and we're all getting excited and rumors and stuff. And like out of the whole school, only one person had the internet and I don't think he was allowed to use it. So he would just make up things and say, yeah, I was on the internet and there's a new Pokemon. <laughs> and so, and everyone just, we can't fact check it. So there's just, right. there's a new thing. So there was this rumor about how to get Pika blue and there's like a blue Pikachu that was water type or something. Yeah, I remember hearing that rumor back when I was yeah, that, that age. That circulated a lot. And the whole school was talking about like these different ways to get Pika blue. And I can't get it to work. Oh, no, you need this thing and, and stuff. It went on forever. And then this movie came out. And in the movie, they're going to have previews of the upcoming Pokemon. So there was a couple like Gen 2 Pokemon that they're going to slip into the movie, even though the game wasn't out yet. Sure. And I remember like dragging my parents to the theater and everyone's excited and the movie's theater is just packed with kids and like really confused parents. And we're watching the movie and there's a part where Pika Blue shows up in the movie and this little blue mouse Pokemon walks on the screen and the whole the whole theater, it's just kids going like, it's Pika Blue. Guys, it's Pika Blue. Oh, it's just like, it's Pikachu. And so then <laughs> Ash is like, wow, what's that Pokemon? And he pulls out his Pokedex. And the Pokedex scans it's like it. It's Meryl, right? Yeah, that's Meryl. And I'm like the whole theater, all the kids are like, what? <laughs> and like, we're like, what the? And, like, no one even heard what the rest of the Pokedex entry was because everybody's like, what? Jonathan told me. He said it was Peekablow. Okay, here's the funny thing is like in our area, it wasn't called Peekablue, he was called Surf and Pikachu. No, Surf Pikachu is like, a real thing. I don't remember Peekablue then. Maybe I'm confusing the two. No, Surf Pikachu, if you beat, um, you had to like 100% Pokemon Stadium 2. And if you did that and synced it with your Pokemon Yellow cartridge, you could get a Pikachu that learned Surf. And if you took that to, um, there's like a beach area, and you talk to this one NPC, and he says, oh, your Pikachu knows how to Surf. And he could play a Surfing Pikachu minigame. That's stupid. Everything about that was dumb. I hate it. I'm so upset now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so my glad space. Uh, a friend of mine at work passed away. And um, it doesn't mean a lot to say, but I want to dedicate this episode to him. Because oh, okay. he, really, he was a really good example of what a human being should be. And... um. 
is a good example to me of what a good employee is, and it really cuts. Um, but he's also he's with his wife now too, so it's not all bad. Um, so I just want to uh, say like I'm sorry you didn't get to um to tour with the Padres, but we're thinking of you and I love you. Um, but that's all. So good night, okay. good night, everybody. Night. Mm-hmm.